0: I'm Sean Lukasic, and you're listening to the Paisanos Podcast. We all follow an influencer or two on social media. Some of them are celebrities before they even create their accounts, and some of them become celebrities as a result of the content they produce online. Sarah and Brandon Arant are examples of the latter. They are the couple behind Living in Advance, a popular van life account that has amassed over 125,000 followers and millions of views between Instagram and YouTube alone. But as we record this episode, Sarah and Brandon are in the process of selling their van and announcing some major life transitions through social media. How did they get here? Why have they been successful online and what's next? Those are the things that I wanted to talk to them about in this episode. If you want to follow their story beyond this podcast, you can find them on Instagram and YouTube by searching Living in Advance or check out their website at livinginadvance.com. Thanks so much for listening. And please be sure to share this episode with all your friends and paisanos. Here's my conversation with Sarah and Brandon Arandt. Sarah and Brandon, thank you so much for joining me on the Paisanos podcast.
1: Thank you. We're very excited to be here.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like I asked you to be on this podcast at one of the craziest times uh, because so much has been happening uh, in your lives. Um, but uh, And I, I know we'll get into that. But let's just start with like a little bit of background um, on the two of you. And, um, and maybe you can tell the audience how I found you because uh, you run a very popular social media account. You have a lot of followers. Um, and what's, what's kind of your goal with that account?
1: Awesome. Okay. Well, I don't even know where to start. I feel like <laughs> we'll let's start with van life. Um, so of course my name is Sarah. Um, this is my husband, Brandon. We have been in the van for four years today.
2: Yeah.
1: Today's um, actually. today's our anniversary, I guess yeah. you can call wow, it.
0: Wow, that's, yeah. that's perfect
1: <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, so yeah, we've been in the van for four years. Um, we built it out ourselves and then have been traveling across America and even into Mexico.
2: Yeah. And it it just kind of started out, you know, we wanted to just travel and then um, we were just posting our travels online and then it just kind of turned into something, you know, where other people enjoyed seeing what we were posting. Yeah. And for
0: people who don't know um, and are listening to this, Brandon, you do van rebuilds. Is that right? So how how did you kind of get into that um, initially?
2: Uh, so initially, uh, we were on the road and I just needed money really. And I really enjoyed building out our van. And then I helped my brother build out his van and I've helped a few other people like install windows and fans. And I was like, I really enjoyed doing that. And so I posted something on the van page on Facebook to see if anybody needed help. And, uh, people reached out and I realized there was, a. Uh, a niche for that and more people uh wanted me to help them out and then we just kind of did that yeah um since since that happened and so yeah um now it's just kind of turned into this whole thing where you know that's primarily where i make my money and so mm-hmm. um i've really enjoyed that
0: Got lucky. Well, and from what I've seen, just as, as someone who's followed Thank along, um, you're really good at it. I mean, the Thank the you. the work that you do is is beautiful and uh and unique and um you know it's a natural fit obviously into the yeah. social media side. Um Thank you. So the reason that I wanted to have you guys on, um, and and a couple reasons, Uh, number one, because um, I think I reached out a a while ago about just promoting a product through your your accounts because Mm -hmm. um, you have a a large following and obviously a a pretty niche audience, which in the marketing world, you know, we love stuff like that. (laughs) Um, And uh, but... I wanted to talk a little bit about just kind of the role that the internet plays in your lives. Um, because it's so interesting to me that, um, you you guys seem to be always online you're you're Mm -hmm. constantly posting um Mm -hmm. and even the times where like a a day might go by or a half a day might go by you seem like almost apologetic for it like don't (laughs) worry we'll uh and so like um let's start by just like sort of in your own words how do you feel the internet plays a role in your lives and um in the way you just kind of go about day to day
1: Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, ever since we kind of, let me just say, we didn't think this would ever turn into like a career. And that wasn't Mm -hmm. our initial goal. Um, But I found that once it kind of did become come work for us, um, it just encompassed our life to a point where not in a bad way, but it was to a point where even just the little mundane things like cleaning, like if I'm sweeping the floor, I'm like, how can I turn this into content? Like it's It's almost like it's just constantly in the back of your head being like, okay, how could we be working? How could we be creating? And so um, I was telling him that it just, you know, I'm sure, you know, having a nine to five, you get to kind of turn off your brain at the end of the day. But when you're content creating, you're always, you always have to kind of be on top of it and always thinking about what's the next move? What's the next piece we're going to, we're going to make. So. It's definitely- and do you feel like
0: I mean you know you like your your day to day stuff you're saying that that kind of um dictates like how do I turn this into content do you feel sometimes that like having the the followers that you do also puts pressure on how you spend your time like like is it ever the other way around where you're like I have to make content and so I'm going to sweep the floor an hour or something you know like
1: Oh, for sure. And that's yeah. another big thing I think um, we struggle with is turning it off because um, when we really need to, let's say like the past couple of months needing to kind of step back to heal and stuff like that, it's almost hard to turn it off. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, when we do kind of have like a week without content, we do feel bad. And it's like, oh, people are waiting for us. And when realistically, it's like, there are people too. And usually they understand. So it's kind of nice, but we do come on being like, I'm so sorry we've been gone, you know, and you know, having to work <laughs> on that is definitely something Yeah, we've been working on.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, Brandon, and I, I think I think, and and from what I've observed, it seems like Sarah does a lot of the posting, and you're doing as you, you talked about the van rebuilds and stuff right. like that. Um, so, yeah. how does that play into the work that that you're doing, or do you do a lot of the posting, and I just don't see mm-hmm. it as much?
2: Um, so I'm kind of behind the scenes, like with YouTube. I, I do the editing for that, and yeah. uh, I'll help with certain. Um, reels and stuff edit those together you know certain things that i shoot uh so it's very minimal but i'm there in the Mm -hmm. background Uh, it used to be more we used to be more together um but recently i've been taking on more builds and so that's Mm kind of like encompassed most of my time Mm -hmm. and content seems to do better when it's just her (laughs) and so um but yeah so that's basically it sure
0: well and you know you 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 two were married a few years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, as you're talking about this, this kind of happened and you didn't expect it to. um, Have you had conversations in your relationship and in your marriage about about how often you post or about the role that these accounts play in your lives? Because you share a lot of big moments, vulnerable moments, Um, you know, the most most recent well, there's a lot that's been happening recently, um, but uh, you know, I think about Ziggy, one of your dogs, going mm-hmm. through cancer treatment, and um, that kind of forced you to drive all the way back across the country and get him right. to a comfortable place. Um, and and as a dog owner and a dog lover myself, I know how difficult that must be, Mm -hmm. um, and how hard it is. It must be to just then turn around and share it with 60,000 plus people. Um, Mm -hmm. so how, like, what are those conversations like when you talk about sharing those things and and taking your personal lives and putting it in front Mm -hmm. of, um, the world in some ways?
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I will say, as I feel like a lot of people do at the beginning, um, we struggled to set those boundaries of when to post and how to post and like when is
2: um, a camera in your face? When is when the camera you want in your face? Not. Yeah.
1: And so, um, I know at the beginning there was, um, sometimes it was like, Hey, like I don't feel comfortable that you posted that. And so, you know, being in a relationship and creating content together, I think it's insanely important to communicate and keep communication mm-hmm. open. And, um, at least run it by them be like, Hey, this is my idea. What do you think? Is that too much? Should we, you know, like adjust it, you know, whatever it may be. And so I feel like that was the biggest thing that kind of helped us was communication and, um, just being open with each other and how we feel about certain things being posted. making
2: sure we're on the same page mm -hmm. uh, of the idea and what's being produced. Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: And I imagine it's one of those things too, where, um, well, and I mean, I can't imagine really like what what your comments must be like or what your direct messages must be like. I'm sure that that brings up a lot of stuff too. If people yep. either don't like something that you posted or um, you know react to it in a way that you didn't expect, um, is that something that happens? And and how do you deal with
2: that as well? Yeah, so Sarah doesn't really like reading comments on things <laughs> because I that's feel fair. Like that yeah. holds more weight with her. But I read them. I just feel like I have to. Uh, yeah, I, I can brush them off. I think a lot easier, yeah. and I I, I kind of laugh at the negative ones more mm-hmm. so than actually take it to heart. Um, it's I guess it's more entertaining that way. Yeah, um, which
1: is nice because then he reads me the nice comments and the funny comments. Right. Yeah.
2: So I can sift through and filter. You know, and let her know. Yeah. You know that people actually enjoyed it, the content yeah. we are producing.
1: But when it comes to direct messages and stuff, I know like that can be, and I'm going to stick to the Ziggy topic just because that is one that's most recent. Sure. Um, you know, I think that's really hard when you're going through a hard time um, having people messaging you with negative things about it, which you'd think that they wouldn't have anything negative to say, but they find it. Yeah. Um, and just kind of, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's really tough and having to separate myself from that. And then, that does cause us to put maybe like a wall, not a bad one, but like a wall up of like, okay, what are we going to actually post? And that kind of filters out what we actually put up. Because if it is a sensitive subject, I don't want to hear anything else. I'm already... Going through a hard time, you know, so I don't want to hear that stuff. So You don't want to
2: make yourself more vulnerable. Exactly. putting out super vulnerable yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, which, but it's like tough because we do want to share. It's just, you know, then you have those bad apples too. Who- yeah,
2: because it's nice because the support is great. Like when we mm-hmm. do have those vulnerable times and people reach out and, you Absolutely. know, with that support, it's awesome. So it's, it's yeah. hard to... You know,
1: it's all about balance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, totally. And and I mean that's the reason why I asked the question because I've certainly seen, you know, comment sections get out of control. And it's almost inevitable that someone's either trying to troll you or they're just a, a negative presence or whatever. And right. um and uh, yeah, it's crazy that it would even be connected with, you know, struggles with with your dogs or, mm-hmm. or you know, struggles yeah. in general. But
1: well,
0: um, out there. <laughs> yeah. And you learn how to deal with it. it. You know, I appreciate that perspective. Um, one of the things that I've, I've noticed about the two of you though, particularly, and there are a lot of accounts out there, um, that might, you know, consider themselves influencers or in the marketing world, we would consider themselves influencers. Um, but the two of you are so natural in the way that you create content. Like it just fe- kind of feels like, um, you know, as a as a as a viewer and as a follower, like we know you a little bit, which, um, you know, might be unsettling on on your side, or it might be exactly what you're trying to accomplish. But how do you feel like you accomplish that? Or how does does it does it actually come naturally, I guess, is the question. Um, And, uh, and if so, have you just developed that over time?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's it's easier to be yourself and be organic and sure your, your true self because to me that's so much easier content to produce than trying to fake something and mm-hmm. trying to make it cheesy and it's just not you. And
1: either. that's when you exhaust yourself when you right. start putting on. St- essentially an act. I don't like to necessarily call it that, but an act that just doesn't resonate or align with you. That's mm-hmm. when you're going to burn yourself out from content creating and you're going to exhaust yourself and it's not going to feel fulfilling if it's not your true self.
2: Yeah. And I think, uh, people can see through that, mm-hmm. you know, they can see when you're genuine yeah. and they can see when you're not being a hundred percent you mm-hmm. because Absolutely. it's not consistent. You know, mm-hmm. it's really hard to stay consistent when you're creating somebody that you're yeah. not
0: sure yeah so does does the phone or the camera like does that just become like a, a thing that just exists like another being almost mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. the van or wherever you're living
2: yeah yeah go ahead and
1: so <laughs> I was, it gives me i love to talk honestly yeah. so it kind of like it g- gives me an outlet um and i it gives me it kind of just makes i mean because it's a community and so it's like almost like i'm just checking in with like all of my friends and that's mm-hmm. what if feels like we're doing. So anytime I'm on there and like updating people and like getting response, it's just like such a fun community that I crave. So it's always a lot of fun. um, And I feel very natural doing it.
0: There was a moment, um, I can't remember how long ago, but, um, it was just a totally innocuous thing. You were, you were stepping out of the van. I think Sarah, you threw like sand or something in the air, um, and in slow motion <laughs> panned over yeah. and the sand and just caught the wind and, and ended up entirely in that Brandon's face. Um, amazing. and it was one of those things that like <laughs> immediately, even to me, I was like, oh, this is going to go viral. Cause that is absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah. Do you know like when you've got something that is just going to like really catch some attention or does it surprise
2: you what gets popular? It it is honestly super surprising because like we had that video like we shot. It it was super hilarious, but we didn't post it for like I think a month. I think we Mm -hmm. forgot about it. It was just in our camera roll. Mm -hmm. And then I I think I randomly posted it one afternoon because I was like, oh, yeah, this video, we should post it. And I was like, should we post it today? And Sarah was like, yeah, post it. And then it just Probably, it's like one of our highest views videos. So, <laughs> it's um, it's kind of crazy like how that happens because like the, the videos that we put so much thought into and so much like, I don't know, effort, feel like don't do as well. It's always the random ones that you just like kind of just throw up. and
1: Which is awesome, but it's yeah. so painful at yeah. the same time. It's
2: kind of frustrating
0: but
1: exactly yeah that's that's yeah
0: to work really hard and get a thousand views and then just post something like "Ah, we need something up there and it gets millions or what yeah yeah yeah.
1: took three seconds to take no redos it just was like
2: (laughs) yeah it just happened and then oh yeah here we we are have this funny video let's post it oh man that's funny
1: well, what
0: are some of the things just over time that you've learned? People really do react or respond to um, either in a viral way where it gets shared a lot, or in a way that generates like a lot of conversation or um, or messaging or whatever.
1: Are <laughs> what you gonna say? I
2: mean, you go ahead. <laughs> I know we're about to say though.
1: Well, okay, it could go in multiple ways. So I wanna you start it. Well,
2: then, I think most most of the things that go viral are the ones where people are just hating yeah. on what we're doing.
1: They find oh. something to pick on or hate on and then they roll with it. And
2: and then you have people like supporting us and arguing with them. So you just have people making a thread, just arguing back and forth between each other, and then you just have people just saying <clears throat> ridiculous stuff. And that that's usually yeah. what goes viral the most
1: often hence why i don't know if you saw the fridge saga that we had when we were in mexico
0: uh oh yeah where you had like a cooler or something and then
1: we had no idea so the only reason we created like a five video series of this dang fridge doing stupid (laughs) things is because people hated the fact that we like they just didn't like the whole fridge idea of us getting rid of it and everything. And yeah. so we rode that out. Cause I was like, Oh, they hate it. It's going, it's, it's getting us a lot of views and followers. And so we rode that out. And so sometimes we take advantage of that, the yeah. negativity and cause it gets us the views we want. But
0: yeah. yeah. Well, and this being a podcast about internet culture, I'm just so curious about you know, what does get engagement, but also how you as content creators think and feel about that. And it's interesting to hear that you, you lean into it a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, for the, for the views and stuff, but, um, you know, how, um, how do you feel about it? Like what, Mm -hmm. when you really sit back and think about like, oh, the negative stuff is what, you know, engages a lot of people. Mm Um, does it like, change or skew your perception on either what you're doing or just sort of like the internet culture we live in in general?
1: Absolutely. I feel like we've talked about this so many times how it's kind of frustrating how, you know, it, it takes a negative thing for it to go viral. I don't like that. It just brings mm-hmm. a lot of negativity onto the internet in general. And so that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we kind of lean into it. Cause that's like, okay, we either let it affect us, you know, or we make, we make not make fun of it but you know make fun out of it you know it's like let's let's keep the humor going about it but unfortunately do we love that things mostly go viral because it's negative not so much
2: yeah we'd rather our you know hard effort like when we Mm -hmm. take a beautiful like video of like where we're at or something you know or something where we have something to give like when Mm -hmm. we're like check out this spot and here's some tips for this you know we want that you know because People can get something from it, so we we much prefer content like that. Absolutely, um, to, to get more traction, but mm-hmm. for some reason, yeah. it just, it just yeah. doesn't.
1: Yeah.
0: Has that been happening with, I mean, I know you mentioned connecting with Ziggy particularly and even being surprised at some of the negativity around that, but you also made a major announcement recently that you're selling the van that that everyone's yes. been following for, for yeah. years. Um, what's been the reaction to that um, and and how did you arrive at that decision?
1: I mean, uh- <laughs> I feel like the reaction's been pretty good. I think, There's been two different reactions of like, oh my gosh, what? No more van life. And then other people who kind of just like know us are like, what's next? Like, what's the next chapter? This is exciting, which we've had a lot more of. Um, And so I actually really love the support. I know some people are shocked because it came out of nowhere kind of, but we got so much love and support and people who were so excited to see what our next chapter was. So it was was pretty, it was was quite nice.
2: Yeah. I think the people that are closest to us, I mean, we've kind of discussed selling van for the past, I think this from the beginning of the year. And so we talked about it with our close friends. So they kind of anticipated. So it wasn't a huge shocker to like our close community, Mm -hmm. but definitely with our followers, because we haven't brought that up at all. Yeah. Um, But yeah, most people are stoked to see what we have next coming. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, got it. Well, and I'm
0: relieved to hear that. Um, (laughs) But how did you, how did you arrive or what went into deciding um, to sell the van? Because it, it did, I mean, much like the internet itself, it, it's, I imagine become such, it's your home. I mean, you know, it's, it's where you've, where you've started your marriage and where you like started your careers and things.
1: Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's our first home. (laughs) I know.
2: And and I built this thing or we built this thing to last. I I, I imagined us having it when we're kids and, you know, take trips on it and just be like, this is the van we used to live in, blah, 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 blah. But I think recently we've kind of like not outgrown it, but we realized like how what, what other things we would want in a van. And so we just kind of want a new project and, uh, want to see what, with the knowledge that I've gained, you know, over the years to see what I can create now Mm -hmm. and just make something cooler, I guess. Let me
1: advance (laughs) 2.0.
2: And so, uh,
0: were you worried at all that it would affect any of the progress that you made with your, with your followers or with your, you know, more popular social media accounts?
1: Yeah. Um, Because a lot of times, um, I might slip a secret in here, a lot of times when you kind of stay settled in an area for a little bit, like a house or something, um, followers tend to kind of fall off mm-hmm. um because they're so much more interested in the travel and the van and everything like that and so um it is kind of a scary transition transition um and i'm hoping that that doesn't really happen to us and people love us for us and not just our van <laughs> and our travels um but i guess we'll see
2: yeah i think that circle circles back to like us being genuine and us being ourselves mm-hmm. and organic and hopefully people will have Uh, enjoyed following us not just our van and Mm -hmm. so hopefully that can transition to whatever we choose next yeah yeah how does that
0: feel transitioning into what you might share how that might be different like do you feel like you're taking a step in terms of your vulnerability Are you know what what's your plan with with all of that
2: I think, it, it, I think I'm going to struggle with it. feels like we're almost starting over maybe, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so trying to find like, um, because with the van, it's easy. Anything you do in a van, people are just going to, oh, what are you doing in a van? So yeah. it's like transitioning to something that's that's um, going to catch your eye, that's going to be engaging, you know, and mm-hmm. so I think that's going to be a little like hard transition yeah, for me I at least so Yeah, mentally, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah. So we don't have for a while, we're not going to have that like flashy, yard of the Grand Canyon or like, you know, anything like that. And so it's yeah. like having a, yeah transition into what doesn't seem so exciting, which it is, but it just, I guess our fear is that it's just not nearly as eye catching or as exciting as, you know, yep. people prefer. Mm hmm.
0: So, for people who are just listening and not watching're you 're both relatively young, obviously, I mentioned you know at the beginning of of your your marriage and just starting to sell your first home um, but uh do you envision like what what 's your thought long term with the accounts that you 're building obviously there's there 's a possibility that this becomes uh, a Full time career if it's not already, you know, and and uh, but also one algorithm change or um, you know, one major change that causes your audience to go in a different direction, um, could be detrimental to things like income, to things like you know, where you're building sustainability. And I don't mean to say that from like a fear mongering perspective, I just, I know. In in this world, that that must be a thought that you have in the back of your head. So, do you do you think about those things long term as you're building these accounts um, and how they might how they might be sustainable?
1: Absolutely. Honestly, it is kind of a fear because social media is constantly changing. A new thing is constantly coming out, so it's already kind of hard to keep up with. Um, so, I think the one thing that really helps us to not have so much stress behind it is. Having like your van building, which doesn't rely on social media that much. I mean,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: besides getting the word out, it doesn't rely on like posting and stuff. You know, I paint pet portraits that doesn't quite rely on that either. So I think it's just really important to just always have a backup plan. Um, And I think that takes away a lot of the stress and then brings back the hobby aspect of posting on social media. And that's what keeps it fun, because that's as, as much as you can keep it from feeling like hard work. Um, you're going to be more authentic and it's just going to circle back more authentic and enjoy it more. So yeah. I think that keeps the fear out of it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Now you've built uh, I've talked about, you know, building a large following um, and it seems like there would be some responsibilities that go with that as well. Having such a large audience, um, you know, not only being careful in the ways that it could affect you, but Mm -hmm. being careful about the things that you do and say in in the way that it could affect your audience. Um, And you do seem very, very. uh, aware of that, and so I wanted to ask. You know, one example was during the Gabby Petito saga, and because she and her boyfriend were part of the van life community, mm-hmm. um, I know that that you were engaged quite a bit and and asked a lot of questions and things. Um, so, how did you handle? That first of all, specifically, um, and then you know more broadly, the sort of responsibilities that come with having such a large audience.
2: Yeah, I think it, it's tough because we we try to stay out of like current events and things like that, you know, because we don't want to be a news page, I guess. But like mm-hmm. when something big like that event happened in our community, it's like we almost have the responsibility mm-hmm. with our audience to you know, post about it and show our condolences. Mm I
1: mean, because we're family
2: on there, you know,
1: and we want to support other family members.
2: Right. Absolutely. In in that community. So Mm -hmm. we definitely take responsibility in that and try to use our audience in in a positive light. Mm -hmm. And and then, yeah, I guess like more
0: broadly, how do you think about that responsibility or, um, plan for it if you do, or just kind of do kind of take it on a case by case basis.
1: I definitely think it's case by case. Um, it's always so hard because, um, it's just really hard to bring up so many different types of topics and, um, (sighs) I always struggle so hard, like on how to explain what I'm thinking. Um, it's just, it can be, some things can just be very sensitive topics and so mm-hmm. we we always are doing our part um it's just whether we um talk about it or not on social media we try to avoid it because that doesn't just because we don't talk about it doesn't mean we're not doing things behind closed doors mm-hmm. and so we don't want that to ever feel like that determines and if we're doing something or not um and so we kind of try to keep that personal stuff to ourselves instead of kind of flaunt it if that makes sense um or
2: throw our opinion on a certain matter yeah what's going on Mm
1: yes yeah and obviously in the gabby petito case we're going to support that 100 you know in other cases um it's we like to kind of like filter out and do it case by case on Mm -hmm. what we post about
0: do you i know you mentioned earlier that you you had those discussions early on about like oh i wasn't comfortable that you posted that Mm -hmm. or um that kind of thing. Um, and so now that you, you are in more of a rhythm or you've had some of those conversations, are there things that you've decided, um, are just like never going to be posted on the account? Um, or is it, is it all something that you're just constantly having a conversation about?
2: I think it's definitely like a conversation because, you know, I can't think of anything that we're like, we're not posting like this anymore or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh
1: Yeah. Um, I think it's more of like, we're not going to post about it yet, but we will when we're kind of done healing from it or working through it or whatever it is. And we'll, we'll, we're usually open to post it. It's just a little bit later.
2: Yeah. And then like, you know, if we're at a certain location for a few days and we take a bunch of video, it's like, I'll post something. And then Sarah's like, why did you post that right now? Or we're still here. And yeah. so it's like, you know, we try to like delay our posts. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, something like that where like once we leave a place then we'll post about it Mm -hmm. so that we don't have random people showing up yeah finding our location so do you get recognized in public
1: um we have yeah Yeah. um
2: i I got i got recognized by my name one time which i thought was really cool that's awesome (laughs) awesome. one time
1: yeah um yeah we have um Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, it's actually like, it's flattering. It's like, Oh, and then it's like, we love meeting people. So it's just really cool to see the face behind profiles.
0: Yeah. Well, and it's not like one of those things where it's like going to happen everywhere you go or you can't go like shopping, you know, without being mobbed. But, um, so yeah, what would you say? I mean, there's this whole culture of, um, people now who think about building social media influence as, a second career as a side hustle. Um, you know, there, there's advice and there are lots of things that they can find on the internet that are resources. Um, but is there anything that, that you would say about this journey for the two of you so far for someone that's just getting started in it?
1: Oh, um, honestly being authentic with every single post, because when you're authentic, like I think that's when things will come to you. Is when you're really truly being yourself, um, and posting every day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, po- po- post often and don't yeah. let you know the algorithm or trends or anything like mm-hmm. that uh, burden you. I guess just post what you want to, mm-hmm. you know. And
1: even if you're getting fifty views, keep going. Yeah. Like just don't give up. You'll
2: find it. your niche. Your audience will find you, mm-hmm. and you know, just just stay consistent. Yeah. Yeah. And is there any yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: consistency? Is there anything that you are you know today that you wish you knew when you were just starting the accounts?
2: Um, it's a good question. I feel like before the whole algorithm changed, I would have said yes, but now it's. I feel like it's so different. Yeah, I don't know anymore. It's it's different every week. I yeah. feel like so. It's like you know, I don't know. It's hard to keep up.
1: I I wish we. I think one thing, this might be a little turn, is I wish we just never were that hard on ourselves. I feel like at the beginning, we were very hard on on ourselves because we expected something. And when Mm -hmm. you start expecting things, that's when, you know, I don't think it works out too well for you. But I think it's like, just don't be hard on yourself because that'll just wreck you. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't compare yourselves to other accounts. I think Mm -hmm. that's huge.
1: That's another, thing. it's like,
2: it's like, why is this person performing so much better than, you know, we are. And Mm -hmm. it's like, we're putting in more effort or we have more followers or something, blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's a huge thing. It's just post what you want and Mm -hmm. be your own page. Yeah, exactly.
0: What were the expectations that you had? Like right in the beginning that you said, you know, you wish you weren't so hard on yourselves
1: yeah well so i will say at the very very beginning when we were just posting for fun um, we didn't expect anything and then once it kind of became um a thing we started getting followers and our expectations went up um i think it was more just oh we're expecting more views why isn't this happening i think that was the Mm -hmm. the biggest thing for us was like our views aren't there why isn't it catching this video is a great video And it's so easy to put so much work into a video. And then when it doesn't perform well, you just think it's a crappy video when that's just not the case. It's
2: yeah. And then you stop making those videos instead of like not letting that affect you. And you just continue to making this awesome content. It'll eventually Mm -hmm. get traction. And so that initial um, video that didn't do well kind of Mm -hmm. stops you in your tracks instead of just letting Mm -hmm. you, you know, Mm -hmm. work, work through it.
1: Yeah. And I think that's what we struggled with was the, the views comparison is, Mm -hmm. And that kind of really got, it's got very discouraging. To us. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, getting caught up in in those numbers that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, as you've built this this career, and it's something that you said you know post every day, and it, it's you know, and you do, and and you're you're on there often. Um, has it affected the relationships that you have in real life, either? through meeting people and getting to know people that you never would have met before or, um, or any negative impact on, you know, friends or family or people who might not quite understand, uh, what Mm -hmm. type of career you're building?
1: The biggest thing about social media is it gave us the opportunity to meet so many different people that we would have never crossed paths with. Um, people who we find out are very similar to us, people who we find out are actually not even close to similar with us, but we get along with them really well. Um, it's just a really cool community and the ability to meet all these people have been amazing. Um, now when it comes to family, I actually feel like they all handled it really well. Um, I don't think any, at least on my side, I don't think anyone even bat an eye at it. They're like, okay, um, like, sounds good. I think maybe, yeah, yeah, I think maybe a few were just like, hmm, college is a little bit cooler, but you know, whatever. <laughs> um, and so I think it, I don't know. I think it was a smooth transition for us. I don't feel like anybody gave us any. Yeah. I uh, mean, yeah, <laughs> they know the who part. I am. I'm a free loose spirit. cannon, yeah. free spirit. So <laughs> they're like, oh, we're just not going to question her yeah. anymore. <laughs>
0: Interesting, and do they have opinions on what and what you post and and why?
1: Um, I mean, I've.
2: I'm I sure they do, but I don't think they express it. But I mean, I think for the most part, it's it's like supportive, though. Yeah, know, they, they enjoy seeing where we go and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: What about like from a from a a larger perspective? Um, you know, we've learned a lot about the impact and influence of social media on our lives, on our society. Um, you know, we've seen, there are documentaries out there, like the social dilemma. Um, Mm -hmm. there are things that talk about, you know, phone addiction and social media addiction. Um, do you, well, what are your thoughts on that? First of all,
1: I think it's a huge problem. Um, I, I think that's, what's really hard is, um, setting a boundary for yourself. Um, because obviously we do it for work. We have to be on our phones mm-hmm. and, um, it can be frustrating. Um, but just setting a boundary and then like when you're done with work, get off your phone. And so I definitely think it is a huge problem right now. Um, and it's kind of tough cause we're creating content and we're almost kind of like aiding in it because we are putting stuff on social media. Um, but our goal anyway for Living in Advance was to inspire people to get outside and to do things. And so though we are kind of like feeding into it, we're hoping to still inspire people to maybe get off their phones and then go enjoy mm-hmm. the this earth.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It does make it really difficult though, because like she said, we're always on our we're not always on our phone, but we when we're working, we're on our phone mm-hmm. filming, we're editing, and then we're also, you know, we need to be on our phone to find the audio that's trending or the skit that's trending or what's trending. And, and so it's, it just feels like it's constantly always there. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's hard to separate. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to, we're at an awesome place and we want to uh, experience it, but we also want to create through it. So it's like, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Do I want to just put down my phone and experience this or do I want to experience and put a little work that way we yeah. have something to post. Mm-hmm. And so there's always that dilemma and there's always this fine line of, of experiencing things. And then also being behind your phone. Yeah.
0: What's the role of like you both, um, Sarah, you make artwork, um, and Brandon, you're building vans. Like does working with your hands and working with tangible objects feel like it brings you out of that a little bit? Like, are those things helpful
2: to you?
1: Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Especially for me. Cause I get,
2: I don't know. I, I get in a bad rut or mm-hmm. in a bad place. Like when I'm just like not doing anything with my hands. And so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's such an outlet for mm-hmm. me.
1: It, it honestly is like therapy, especially like painting. It's like, it's, it's doing something physical, which is so it's, it's almost like a break for my brain. Like after I'm done painting, I'm like, wow, I feel really good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like a crazy, it's just crazy how that switches when you're on your mm-hmm. phone all day and you get off, you never feel good. Yeah. There's no way. And so, um,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm way more irritable if I've been on my phone yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, a few hours a day. And then, like, but if I'm working with my hands and I get done with a project, I'm euphoric. Yeah. Because I'm like good. so stoked mm-hmm. on how it came out. I'm such a, such in a better mood.
1: Yeah. 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 All about boundaries and, yeah. um, I mean.
0: no, I feel that. I mean, like, Even some of the things that I like to do as hobbies, whether it's golf or hiking, um, you know, those things are great. But then I I feel like, should I be taking pictures? Is there a way to turn this into, you know, a social media account or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's hard to like balance those things i mean Mm -hmm.
1: because it doesn't exist unless you post it on your story
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) did i even golf yeah well then it's Uh, also like like we'll find ourselves we'll go do something really awesome and we'll just like do it and not have our phones and we'll have an awesome time then we'll get back and be like dang we have nothing to post for the future Next few days, it's like we at least picked up our phone once, and yeah. so it's like, and then you're like, why am I thinking like that? You know, it's like yeah. I should be glad that I just experienced it, but mm-hmm. then you're also like, man,
1: missed out on the work opportunity. Yeah, work opportunity.
2: <laughs> so Yeah, it's rough.
0: Well, I mean, I and I appreciate you sharing that because um, I do think that it is one of those universal things, whether someone has you know a massive following online or just someone who goes on social media, I think there's a lot Mm -hmm. of pressure to post stuff just all the time. And, um, and, you know, being really intentional, intentional about, um, doing something without your phone is, uh, important, Mm -hmm. I think to hear from, especially the two of you. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, yeah. And that's why we, um, we set those boundaries like during, obviously we're eating together, having coffee or having dinner. We don't have our phones. Um, we tend to play games at night. So like card games, something physical. So then like, we're like connecting and interacting and we don't have phones during that either. Um, Mm -hmm. not necessarily because like we're forcing ourselves not to have our phone, but like it's once you kind of get into it, you, you crave those moments of like connection. And so, um, another thing is like setting boundaries for yourself in those situations. too.
0: I was going to ask, are there any like places in the house where you just have said like no phones allowed in, you know, in the bedroom or no phones allowed in at the dinner table or, or things like that? Or is it just like constantly evolving?
1: Um, I do think it's constantly changing because it's it's very situational of like okay what are we doing you know during this time but you know I have my like dinner table mm-hmm. I would love to get to the point where we have no phones in bed as right. well mm-hmm. um, but when we watch like a show or something we watch it on our phones yeah we don't have a TV or anything
2: <laughs> yeah so says, it's so right. e- so much right. easier to
1: like be on that yeah. and then get distracted and so. um, But that's – I have, like, you know, we have goals, um, but, you know, we do definitely have set boundaries Mm -hmm. for certain situations. Yeah,
2: especially, like, date nights and stuff. It's, like, phones are, like, Mm -hmm. nowhere near the the area we're in, so Mm – yeah, that
0: makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. As you think about this more broadly and as you're in this period of, of transition and, and moving you know, to selling the van, and I know that you've got some announcements planned for this mm-hmm. week, so I won't ask you to break any news here on the podcast, but um, what are you most looking forward to? What are some of the things that you know this has given you an opportunity to do in your lives that you're really excited about?
1: Um... <sighs> Mine's, but also
0: feel free to break news here if you yeah, want.
1: Yeah. Mine's <laughs> going to be like stupid obvious. so I'm just going to break it because something that I'm very excited about is having a lot more consistency staying in one area for a little bit. Um, because that's one thing during while you're living in a van, as much as you kind of want a routine, it's very, so very hard. And yeah. so getting my routine back and having consistency um, being able to bike more. Um, I'm an avid biker, so I'm excited to do that, um, and have a garden and eat from the land.
2: So
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited. What about you?
2: Uh, I mean, I, I think I'm excited to, to, um, get you in a place where, you know, you're excited about those things <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, kind of settle into that.
1: Mm-hmm. Just have a little, have a little rest before 2.0.
2: Yeah. And I'm excited to um, create, mm-hmm. be able to create and work more with my hands at like a, um, a personal basis, I guess, you know, where I'm, I'm doing it for me and not just for a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, I guess like the biggest thing we're excited for is having somewhere for Ziggy to kind of just relax and retire. Um, I, that was like the main reason we came out here. We're just mm-hmm. excited about the other benefits of yeah. it. But that's the main reason we're excited to have um, somewhere for him to just kind of live out his life. And hang out. Yep. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, I really appreciate the the time mm-hmm. that you spent today. I think, you know, some of these insights are so important, especially from people who um, are doing the thing that so many others want to do, you know, building, a, a, building an influence online, being very consistent with good, positive content. Um, and I appreciate how much work that takes and, and how much, you um, comes up as a result of, of living life that way. Um, Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you wanted to share anything else that you wanted to kind of talk about in, in terms of the role that the internet has played in your lives so far?
2: I think just being genuine, I think that's like a hundred percent. There's so many, um, people out there that are just not being themselves. And then you have people looking to those people for, and as like inspiration. inspiration and idols and it's just unrealistic. Um, and so I just think it, it creates bad role models, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think just being genuine and being yourself, being organic. Yeah. Is I think so
1: important. And that's how we keep, cause I mean, with so much coming out, like AI and stuff, there's a lot of untrustworthy things these days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so constantly going back to, yeah, your authentic self, I think that'll always win. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, thanks so much. The, the accounts that people can follow are uh, living in advance. Um, and uh, now is a good time to start following because um, it's, you know, Brandon, you mentioned almost feels like starting from scratch for the two yeah. of you, but we mm-hmm. know there's a lot behind it and there's a lot that's led up to where you're at today. So I'm excited right. to see what's next.
1: Awesome. We're excited too. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: appreciate it. Thank
2: you for the support.
0: The Paisanos Podcast is produced by Creagent Marketing. It's written and hosted by me, Sean Lukasik. You can find our show notes at paisanospodcast.com or visit our YouTube page to watch the video version. If you have guest or topic ideas, email me at sean at com. Thanks for listening.